So we we got a new neighbor the other day. This was this was maybe a couple of weeks ago. Not good. So we actually do not share any walls with her. She is she's in the building right across from us, but she's also not even in the door across from our door. She's then she's to the left of that. I would not have even have known that she moved in except for the story that I'm going to tell you. Oh dear. So we're we're at home watching TV in the evening and someone knocks on the door. I answer it and it's this this young woman basically our age and uh, introduces herself. She she tells us her name and for the life of us neither of us can can even like recite her name back to her. She looked Indian, but she might have been Pakistani. I don't know. But in any event, this is this is a maybe unnecessary details that I, I couldn't I don't even know what her name actually is, even though she told me like five she told me like five times <laughs> and we still don't know what her name is. And she said, Oh, I'm just moving in. You know, I I'm trying to put stuff back together, like shelves or whatever. And uh, I realized that I need a screwdriver. And I was wondering if you guys have a screwdriver that I could borrow. And I said, oh, yeah, sure, of course. So I go to my my toolbox, and I don't know what size screwdriver she needs. So I give her both of my larger screwdrivers. This was So this was in the evening, I don't know, maybe 6 o'clock or something like that. And she tells us, I'll come by tomorrow morning and drop it back off. And she leaves and the next morning comes and goes and she did not return my screwdrivers. Mm, I knew this was going to come. So I'm like, okay, well, no big deal. You know, it was maybe a bit of a stretch to bring it back the next morning anyways, probably trying to get to work or whatever. So I kind of thought she'll just bring it back tomorrow evening, you know, so 24 hours. But 24 hours comes and goes. And she does not bring back my screwdrivers. Another day comes and goes. So we've now reached oh. we've now reached the forty eight hour window. So this is this is when Emma and I begin discussing. At what point did you go over and inquire about these screwdrivers? <laughs> what is when someone when someone tells you, "I'll bring this back." the next morning and two days have passed is that a long enough time to where it's appropriate to go back over and knock on their door and be like hey where the hell's my screwdriver (laughs) which you said you were going to give me you know yesterday i i I made the judgment call that it was appropriate to go over and inquire about uh, my screwdrivers right and playing into this was the fact that actually we legitimately needed the screwdrivers for something there you go. And so I go over and knock on the door and she doesn't answer, but someone someone else does. This this gentleman answers the door. What's his name? I don't know what his name he did not say his name. <laughs> he did not say his name. He oh said, really? He said, Oh, I don't actually live here. I'm just a friend. Actually he didn't say he was a friend. He said he was visiting. He said he did not live there. And I asked him, you know, <laughs> Do you see my screwdrivers? <laughs> can I <laughs> and, and and he said that Oh, she's in the shower 
and I and I said, okay, well, when she gets out of the shower, you know, it's not not a big deal. Like you can just wait till she gets out of the shower, and if she could come drop drop them off. So this was mm-hmm. in the evening. Again, maybe like six or seven or something like that. And the rest of the evening comes and goes, and oh. we go to bed having no screwdriver. So then, another two days passes. Wow. So so we're now going on like four. What, like four or five days that I have now loaned this person out these screwdrivers. And this is so annoying to me almost because of how dumb it is. Because they're just screwdrivers. This is not like a valuable thing. So I realized that it's like lower stakes than letting someone borrow something that's like more expensive or whatever. The fact that they're just cheap screwdrivers. But in my mind, it's like it makes it more ridiculous. Because if it was like some expensive piece of equipment that someone had to borrow, you could understand like they haven't been able to get their own one. But with a screwdriver, it's like, why don't you just go buy a screwdriver? They're like, you know, what, like a dollar or two dollars? And it's good to just own some screwdrivers. Oh, so this is a, I kind of figured the direction you were going and knowing the person's background ethnicity is key because this is a uh, a brown person thing so the the preface to this i guess assuming that any people actually listen to this who don't know who we are <laughs> which might be a big <laughs> a big stretch but you are you are would you describe yourself as ethnically indian Yes. Who was born and raised in South Africa and then eventually moved to the United States and now currently lives and, and works here. That is correct. I remember loaning things to people and having to keep it so long, I forgot I owned them. <laughs> and I have to buy a new one. Other times where they had it so long and they'd forgotten that, they'd forgotten that I'd given it to them or loaned it to them, that I have to borrow it back. Are you and serious? Did, yeah. And when I did, the person's like, oh, can you give me back my whatever it is? I'm like, well, hang on. This is mine in the first place. The The concept of time is just not not real. For, like, did she have an accent? No, she didn't. She did not. Oh, okay. That's, that's even more interesting. Because typically, uh, and this is, this is true for any... Africans as well, most non-white people. Where if I say, oh, I'm, ha- I'm having this dinner at 7 o'clock. If I told you, Greg, I'm having a dinner at 7, please come over. What time would you, well, what time would you get to dinner? If this was a normal person. It's me. I would try to come over at 7. But if it's you, yeah. I know that it's probably more like 7.30. This was, this was especially painful. This was especially painful during isha's wedding oh yeah in mexico that's what that's what i'm referring to right that was that was when you were at your most ridiculous i think when when everyone was so during that trip uh someone else was with me that was the time constraint that's that is a fair as a fair point it it drove me nuts so many times uh we got invited to a wedding one of one of her friend's weddings and they were so late. When I went to pick them up, and the wedding was in Dayton, 
that we left like it's three hours I think about two two to three hours away. The time we were leaving was the time the wedding was started. Oh my god. And I was just like my insides were just churning. I was like, I don't even want to go anymore. There's no point. Like it's your friend. We're gonna get there and look like idiots. That is that is so bad that I think I would feel the need to fabricate a story when when I eventually got there. See it got it got so it was so repeatable that I would say if I was planning something and in order to get people to do to be on my same schedule. Like I remember one time we were supposed to go to dinner and we were meeting some other some other people as well. Uh, let's just say the dinner was planned for seven. I had a snack, like had a, had like something to eat at like six thirty to seven, because most people only arrived eight thirty to do this dinner thing. So by that time, you have to go get you have to get something to eat in order to go get to eat in order to go to eat because it takes so long you're gonna be hungry again. Uh, but like the concept of time, it's so annoying. Like that, I, it just drives me crazy, because there's only a few people that who are like brown <laughs> who, and take consideration for other people's time and belongings. Uh, but yeah, most of it, especially it's, it's especially bad at weddings because then a lot of the older people get involved, and most of them are pretty bad when it comes to time. Yeah, my my family has. This is, this is a source of conflict at times because there are certain family members who uh, have a very different concept of time than others. Mm-hmm. And there have been times, this is, this is, a, this is a pro tip, if, uh, if you've got a situation like this, there are times where certain people have been told a different time to meet. Oh yeah, I've used that than, tactic than, before. Than other, than other people. Yeah, that's a good one. Although that uh, that does have some ramifications if, because you're basically saying, "Hey, get ready by twelve, so you can get get where you need to be by the real time limit of two o'clock." Uh, you have to you you really have to know that the person is going to for sure be late. You don't want to. You do have to. You know, you have to have a feel for how late because you don't want the person to end up being there early. Yeah. Because then you're just gonna. Not only will you upset them, but then you also like ruin the, the trick here, and potentially make them suspicious of further. Yes. Things in the future. Uh-huh. So, you don't want to abuse it, but, you know, if it can make up an extra half, I think a half hour is a pretty safe, fudge. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think for most people. So. So back to the screwdriver. Oh yes, yeah. So you're not getting that back. Uh, so so now we've reached like the 48 hour window and another a, a follow up encounter as well. Right. I went over there, talked to someone, had it established that they would bring it back that evening. Then went another 48 hours, still no screwdriver. So then we're talking again. Like, so when is what's the appropriate length of time? To go back mm-hmm. again. And really it was just based on the precedent that we had already set of two days. We went two days the first time. I guess just another two days is an appropriate <laughs> checkup, checkup t- time again. 
so we were we were actually leaving to go i don't know go to the movies or something like that and i was like well while we're out here let's let's try and stop by and see if they're home so we can get back our screwdrivers and the way that the building is <laughs> the way that the building is set up we're we're both on the first floor but the building is on a hill hmm? like the way the way that our building is on the hill we have like a balcony so so nobody can creep outside our windows which is nice which is nice but uh, but you can creep outside their windows because they're on yeah. they're on the first floor yeah yeah they're on the side they're on the other side they're on the first floor yeah. facing the parking lot and so were you creeping so is that what you're saying well i did the last checkup to like inquire about the screwdriver so it makes sense to have her do the next one because i don't know why that makes sense Balance. but it just it just intuitively just makes sense right that, that the same person shouldn't do it if possible to make it seem less you know kind of aggressive yeah. i don't know if you would I agree think it's also like yeah it's like just uh, so the, the the household item is missing or like is at large and you've you've taken your stab at it and now it's time for the next person in the household to take their stab at it and then so on and then you kind of, kind of go back and forth until whoever wins. Since she was knocking at the door to ask about this, I decided I was going to go around to look in through the window. <laughs> oh my god! So what time of so day I'm was standing, this? <laughs> it was it was still daylight. Uh, it was, it, but it was like in the evening. So I wasn't standing like a foot outside the window. I was in the parking lot, but I could I could see in. I wasn't I wasn't in the grass. I was technically in the parking lot where it's normal to be, you know, parking and walking or whatever. But I was standing, I was standing such that I could see in because I'm like, here, here's, here's what's going on in my head. It's her knocking. You're making sure that... Her knocking and then getting ghosted. She knocks yes. and then they don't answer the door. So my... Yeah, my they see they see who it is. And they right. They're like, oh, shit. It, yeah. This person, I was supposed to give them back this thing and then they just don't answer the door even though they're home because that's, you know something i would do basically if someone <laughs> if someone knocks on the door who I, and i don't want to answer the door i just don't answer the door i just pretend like i'm not there to counteract that i went and looked in through the window figuring i would see them go to the door to check who it is and then if they didn't answer i would know like they're, they're, they're playing us mm-hmm. so i go around i go around to the window and i'm looking in and she ended up answering and we were able to get back the screwdrivers Wow, that's good. So she answers. She answers the door. I walk back to the door. We get our screwdrivers, <laughs> and then start walking back towards the parking lot to actually go to the car. And uh, I noticed that she had closed the blinds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when you were standing looking at the window, were you pretending to be on your phone? No, I was just. Police? I was just standing there staring. <laughs> Why even, you know, I feel like I didn't need to, you know, I didn't need to pretend. Well, what's, that's the, <laughs> wow. for all I know. That's, so, that's so it's clear, it, it is clear to me, I think it's safe to say that she saw me looking in and that's why she closed the blinds. And what this means, yes. what this means to me is it's possible that the only reason she answered the door was because she saw me looking in. Yes, it is. It is not outside the realm of possibility that I still did the right thing, and that she could you have. Should follow up, 
follow up with her and ask her, like, hey, if, if you didn't see me creeping, would you have opened the door? So, so let's say you're in my situation and let's, let's just grant that this, uh, this girl is indeed Indian and you are familiar with cultural things having to do with, you know, extended borrowing times or whatever you, which is, which is, you know, not something I said, you said, and you're allowed to say, uh-huh. cause you're brown and you're Indian and, yeah. and you were born and you were born in Africa. So you're allowed to say, say these things. I'm not the one saying them to be clear. Cause I have a prediction here. You can tell me I'm wrong if you think I'm wrong, but I feel like you would just say, well, I guess I have to get new screwdrivers. I feel like you would never ask for them back and you would just lose them. No. If, if, if it were someone I knew, like if I was borrowing them to a, a friend or someone who I knew. No, but this is someone you don't know. I want this. This is the exact situation. Put yourself in my exact situation. It's like a new, like a stranger. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have waited as long, to be honest. Oh, you wouldn't have even uh, made it two days. No, no, I, I I would have gone back or left a note or something because it's like, hey, man, get, where's my stuff? You said you were going to bring it in the morning, which now you're a liar. And the, the, longer, the longer the time, the more they're going to think, hey, this is my screwdriver now and they're just going to keep it. If it were a friend, I'd, I'd probably waited a little longer. See, if it was a legitimate friend, there would have been no concern because I would have known no matter what right. that I was going to get it yeah. back and I, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. It was it was precisely the fact that it was a stranger who I don't know who borrowed it. So I probably, if, if, if it happened, say, today and they said, oh, yeah, I'll bring it back tomorrow and tomorrow doesn't happen, then by the that very next day, yeah, I'll, I'll have knocked on the door, left a note. And then each day after that, followed up. We, we had a whole discussion about this over here in our apartment when this was going down of like, is two days too soon? Is, are we being unreasonable here by two days later asking for this screwdriver back? Screwdrivers, I should say. While you were looking through the window, did you happen to notice the shelves that were put together or still? It's empty. The living room is empty. Okay. We did not see a single thing that required a screwdriver <laughs> in in the living room. It's possible that all of the things that needed to be assembled were in her bedroom. I, I suppose that's possible, but... I, I don't like that people would like, take something and then forget to return it or just not treat it the same way that... Because would you do that? No. And not everybody shares that. Yeah, it's just, it's just odd. It, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a perfect person. And it's possible I could borrow something... And then forget to bring it back. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, shit, I forgot to, to drop that off. Because I forget to do things. But after the person would come back and ask about it, I would give it to them right then and there and, right and, and there. apologize. Yeah. Or if I was in the shower and my guest answered the door and then told me, hey, these people stopped by asking for the thing, I'd be like, oh, I better go do that. Yeah, right away. That's I wouldn't. Time. Forget about it another further two days. It's always kind of awkward with a neighbor because you want to have good faith and then you don't want to make your neighbor mad because they can make your life kind of miserable. Are there items that if you would borrow them to someone or loan them to someone that you'd just say, ah, I guess I'm out. Let me just go buy a new one. I cannot envision anything like that. 
the only the only thing that I would say it's gone it's oh I gave it to them and I'm not getting it back would be something which is consumable, which by definition you would not get back. Yeah. The whole agreement of it being a borrowing situation, of it being something that, that would not be consumed, like, oh, do you have any flour? Because I'm supposed to be making this thing and oh I forgot to buy flour. Do you have like a cup of flour that I could borrow? Okay. Yeah. Take take a cup of flour. No big deal. It's yours. I can't even, I, even... I can't envision anything of like anything that I would just abandon. Yeah, because even if you borrow like ingredients for baking or cooking, just to be nice, you'd get like off offer something like it's like some sort of peace offering. Like if you were baking a cake or baking muffins or something, and you made you ran out of whatever sugar or flour. You'd save like a cupcake to give your neighbors, like, hey, you know, thanks for letting me use this. I like to use like the the little kid analogies when dealing with like social situations, like the the playground thing. Like if you're sitting in a classroom and someone in the classroom needs a pen or pencil, and you loan them one, I remember so many times not getting that pen or pencil back. <laughs> and it's like, what the heck? It's like it's. Everyone just does what they want. And it's the same thing with screwdrivers. Like, hey, where's the screwdriver? Pens and pencils. I think pens and pencils are one of the few things in that sweet spot that I was just describing where it's like, it is not a consumable thing. Like, after they use it, it will still exist. But (laughs) but it is conceivable because it's such a cheap enough thing that you usually have a number of them. You would just say, well, whatever. They can just keep the pen or the pencil. Yeah. However, now, however, I have s- certain pens there you go. that I am not willing to let people borrow. Yes. And there are other pencils and pens that okay, sure you can you can keep it, whatever. When I was at work, I used to carry like a two, like two sets of pens, so to speak. The one was like the really nice one that I used, and it happened so much where if someone needed a pen. I'd give them this one because the one time I, I, I didn't have that or before I started carrying this this extra pen, uh, sacrificial pen, I gave them my nice one and the person pocketed it. And I, st- I was like, oh, no, hang on. We get that pen back in and they're oh, I thought you didn't need it. It's like, what is going on? Am I the only person here that thinks that's weird? Just to, oh, yeah, here's, here's my pen. You can use it. And then they just keep it because it's like, oh, this is nice. So I carried on that other pen and I don't know how many times I've replaced it because someone will just keep it. And each time it got replaced, like someone would take it, I'd try to get a cheaper looking pen or like a, just a pen that if you had this pen, you wouldn't even use it because it was so bad. But if you needed a pen, you'd still like the, the worst pen ever. It's still better than no pen. You know what you could do is like at the doctor's office where you like, <laughs> you like, Tape a string to the end of it, and then at the end yeah. of the string, giant flower or something. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, that that's a classic, right? You like tape, you like buy like a plastic flower, oh, like it yeah. like a giant fake flower, and then you tape the stem to the pen. Of course, then you, you'd have to carry it around though. Is is the only issue with that? I think the chain would work pretty good. I'll just chain it to like something on me. Another funny thing about like borrowing things or even just sharing, like you talked about consumable items like food. 
uh, if you share some of your food and then the person just keeps eating it you ever, you ever encounter something like that like if you're going with some friends to like a, a Chinese food uh, you get you get a few dishes and then share it I have done it at work and whatever else and then the item you get happens to be like the star and then you're like yeah everyone like have some of this I'm like oh yeah that's really good and then they proceed to take more and more until you left with nothing. For our, you know, listening, listening audience that we have here, <laughs> there was a, a person who we went to college with who was in our, our major who was notorious for stealing other people's food. Multiple offenses. Many, many offenses. And what made it especially bad was this person would have an opportunity to like pitch in like, Hey, do you want to get in on this? Like we're, we're going to buy, you know, whatever to share. Oh no, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't need anything. I'm fine. And then an hour later when the food shows up, do you think that I could get in on this for free for free? I still remember the first incident of this where it was just myself, this person, and another one of my friends, we were working in a lab, computer lab, and I had this bag of almonds. Like the friend and I, when we always studied or do anything, we'd, we'd have some, type of, some sort of snack and just share it between the two of us, and we just eat it. So I put it on the table, and like, hey, you know, do you want some? And he's trying to say, oh, these are really good. So the bag's finished because the three of us just ate it all that, that one day. And our next session, I see him every now and then, he's like, as we're sitting three in a row in a lab at the computer, he's bending over to reach for something in his bag and then coming back up and then turning away and discreetly chewing on something. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. Maybe he's taking a pill and just doesn't want to draw attention. So I'm like, ah, I'll just carry on. But as I'm getting up to go get something from the printer, I notice the same packaging of the, the same nuts that I had. But he's not he's not sharing yeah there's no it's like these are mine it's in his bag out of the way he's the only one eating them it's just odd and like weird like in a in a group i don't know where he, if he thinks that we're just too like we cannot see what he's doing like he's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> this is so strange oh god that is exactly a line like a, a plot device out of Curb Your Enthusiasm mm -hmm. where he shares your nuts and eats them, you know, a third of the bag with you guys. Yeah. And then the next time he has his own nuts and he eats them secretly and, <laughs> and sneakily out of his bag thinking you guys won't notice that he has these secret nuts. And normally I'd be like, hey, bro, what the heck? This this person, after spending a little time with him, I wasn't quite sure what the reaction would be, whether or not he was stable. He did not seem like a stable individual. That was for sure. There, there were other times no. where he like lost his shit. <laughs> I can't I can't remember details. It's fuzzy. But if I don't know if if you started talking about it or if someone else started talking about it, I think it would I would have a flashback and remember exactly yeah. what went down. But I just I have in my head some some meltdowns that he had. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so you're to keep your distance. So I'm like, some split-second decision-making. Do I confront him about these nuts, or do I just let it slide because 
I don't know what he's going to do. What else is in that bag? Uh, I'm like, all right, we'll carry on. I remember this, though. Is it Isha who has the the story? The food? Where yes. he... With the... With, <laughs> I think you remember it better. A group of people, I think seven of us, were studying and I volunteered. I'll go pick up food because it's getting around that time. I took everybody's order. I want to see any this person. Do you want anything? No, I'm good. We're cool. All right. Everybody pitches in their money. I'll go like, pay for it, pick it up, and then bring it back. Isha's got... Like, she's, she happens to be sitting next to him. And as we're all eating, he's just like staring at it. Longingly. <laughs> and it's kind of awkward because like, what do you do? You don't just like... You're all eating. It's like, okay, man, do you, like, do you, do you want some? His, I still remember his face. Even though it was like 10 years ago now. He's saying... Like, he's contemplating it, even though, he, you know, he just wants to blurt out, yes. And she, like, goes to, like, give him and this plastic fork. He says, oh, no, I'm good. And he reaches in his pocket and pulls out a metal fork. He's like, ah, I'm prepared. I've got my own fork. Yeah, I've got my own I'm fork. Ready, I'm ready to you. go. I came prepared. So he takes the container, Chinese food. And proceeds to eat it. But then, normally you take a couple bites or whatnot, or even just a bite, and then pass it back to the person you borrowed it from. You wouldn't put it to the, the, the other side, continue working, and then snack on uh, that same container. And Isha, the person who gave the food, is just sitting there without her food, thinking, like, what the heck is going on? This guy just stole... My dinner right from me and it was really awkward because the rest of the room noticed and then started giving parts of their food to isha because she now she didn't have anything it's just so awkward that and then this guy kept and he ate the whole thing unbelievable but it but it happened <laughs> oh i'll never forget that that was so weird how did he get away with this because you know for context you and i and these other friends that we're, we're mentioning all studied chemical engineering, which is just a, a pretty difficult undergraduate major that takes a lot, of, a lot of effort and time. And basically, if you don't like, have a group of other people that you can uh, depend on to work with, you're, you're going to get you're screwed. Like, you can't... There's no way that you can get done all of the projects and homeworks and everything like that without depending upon like a strong network of other people to get help some from. Some of them you they meant yeah, some of them are meant to do in groups. Yeah, right. I mean, some of them are designed to be in groups. So you have such an incentive to like really be a cooperative part of a group <laughs> of people and you share and you give and you know, when you when you fall behind a little bit and you need to take so to speak and you know get stuff from other people or whatever you're not you know you're not dipping into the well more than your fair share mm -hmm. that's just like a basic you know that's so that's like hard-coded into our brains you think after millions of years of like hunter hunting and gathering in these small you know, nomadic groups of people where you had to like be a team player if you wanted to survive. Like this is, this is like deep, deeply 
human stuff. Yeah. Uh, which some people apparently don't have. It may not that he doesn't have it. Because there's always one person who's like the ruler. What if he thinks he's that person? I don't and see how he can think to. he's that person. <laughs> <laughs> he might. And he just thinks that we're supposed to help him and serve him. Looking back, I think that we probably let him off the hook more than we should have. Because of his, his stability. That's the reason. He really, I think, made people uncomfortable. Because um, I can remember, the only person who I remember really calling him out and getting into an argument with him about this was Josh. Yes. Who I, I have to applaud for being willing to do that. Yes. But he's also a pretty tall guy. And... He's, he's my size. I don't remember. I think this was like a Jimmy John's situation. I thought it was like pizza and breadsticks. Maybe it could be. I don't remember that details. I just remember Jimmy John's was a staple. So you're, you're probably oh, yes. right. It was probably something like, like pizza more shareable. And this was another, this was a situation of he had the opportunity to like, to pitch in. So the option was given to him. He, he opted out. This was not like a, this was not like a, oh, he didn't know about it. And yeah. you feel guilty because it's like, oh, we got this pizza and he didn't know. And well, here have some. He had to opt out of participating <laughs> in this, this pizza financially. And then when the pizza came, he decided he wanted to opt into the pizza. And Josh. Free opt in. <laughs> and uh, Josh pointed out to him that it was a bit uh, inconsiderate. Yeah. Because there was like 15 people in there, right? Yeah. He, he he phrased it very nicely because he's like you know that's really not cool that you're taking you're taking it now because you said you didn't want any, and he got very defensive. He acted like uh, Josh was the the crazy person here. Yeah, classic. Yeah. BJ. Yeah, BJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, forgot about that. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the first episode of the show. If you liked it, the two most important things you can do are share it and subscribe. Thanks.